This is Dr. K from the Islamic Life Coach School. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will change. Hello friends, this is Dr. K from the Islamic Life Coach School. In our last podcast, we learned about the basics of the model as an introduction. The model at the Islamic Life Coach School is a tool that we utilize to manage our thoughts and emotions. The model is CTFAR that stands for circumstances that create thoughts, that give us feelings, that drive actions, that then generate results. I wish someone had taught us that our feelings drive our results. Growing up, this would have been very valuable information. Everything we do is because of a feeling. We either do something to gain a feeling or avoid a feeling. Feelings act as fuel towards our actions. Feelings come from thoughts according to this model. And the great news is that thoughts are under our control. So if we can control our thoughts, in turn control our feelings, control our actions, and therefore generate a result that best serve us, this is great news. So, out of the model, circumstance, not in our control, thoughts, in our control, and everything that follows, consequently, is also in our control. This is great news because we can achieve any goal we want. So here at the Islamic Life Coach School, my goal would be to start with helping you with time management. How can you choose certain thoughts that lead you to be efficient with your time? First of all, you have to start with observing your thoughts. That requires for you to go into observer mode, basically what we call consciousness, being aware of your own thoughts, thinking about being able to think. This, I believe, is the greatest gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. No animal on the planet can do this except for humans. To observe your thoughts, you basically mentally step out of your body and figure out what it is that you're thinking. And then you observe what you're thinking without judgment. Now that without judgment piece is very important. Once you've learned to observe your thoughts, you'll have to make space for all of your thoughts, even the negative ones, especially the negative ones. That will be uncomfortable in the beginning, but once you realize that the worse a negative thought can generate is a feeling, the better it becomes. Another great news is if you do have negative thoughts, that does not mean that they are you. Your negative thoughts are not you. You are not your thoughts. You are allowed to think all of your thoughts. I give you permission to think all your thoughts, and you should too. At this point, let me introduce a concept of the primitive brain and the prefrontal cortex, what I'll call lower versus higher brain here at the Islamic Life Coach School. Lower brain has been given multiple names, including lizard brain, primitive brain. The scientific name is amygdala. This part of the brain is responsible for fight and flight responses, running away from danger, finding warmth and comfort. This was responsible for humans to be able to survive in the Stone Ages. That part of the brain, for the most part, is not needed anymore. But unfortunately for most of us, it's still engaged and mostly on overdrive. Now, if you remember, I've been emphasizing in our podcasts that pick the thoughts that serve you. It comes down to lower versus higher brain thoughts. There are very few circumstances where lower brain thoughts will serve you. Most of them will require a fight-and-flight response or a freeze response, like being attacked by a bear or a tiger or struggling with hunger or being extremely cold or being alone. Those were all threats that humans were facing while trying to survive in the primitive times. In this day and age, 99.99% of the time, only the higher brain will serve you. We can all agree that we're not living in caves anymore. 
so the circumstance or the sea line has changed. I will argue that even if there is an immediate danger or a threat, like a robbery at gunpoint or a violent intruder, or even a reckless driver on the highway, higher brain will win. Because time and time again, we've come to know of stories where people have kept their cool during these circumstances and survived rather than the ones that panicked and gave in to the lower brain thoughts. Again, it's not to say you can control what thoughts come into your brain. That's actually against the point I'm trying to make. It is very important that you allow all the thoughts, but it is equally or even more important that you focus on the thoughts that serve you in a given situation. And with a little practice, it will take you a fraction of a second to choose the right thought. So since we agree that we're not dealing with life-threatening situations majority of the day, let's focus on what our brain feeds us and identify which of these thoughts are lower brain versus which of these thoughts are higher brain. In the spirit of time management as my goal through Islamic Life Coach School, I'll take examples related to time management. One other concept I will introduce at this point is called intentional model versus the unintentional model. The unintentional model is what we live by every day without being conscious of our thought. The intentional model is what we create for ourselves when we choose to focus on certain thoughts. Let's say the circumstance is invite to a birthday party at 6 p.m. Friday night. The circumstance is neutral, it's provable, and it leads to us having a thought. The thought that might generate, I have to go to this party since I couldn't make it to their last party. The feeling this thought might generate would be of incompetence. Because you're feeling incompetence if you had to say no to two of the invites from the same family. This feeling of incompetence will lead to a result of saying yes to the invite. The result that you end up with a jam-packed schedule on the weekend. You couldn't spend time with your own family that you had planned. Now this is an example of the unintentional model. Let's take an intentional model for example. Circumstances, we get an invite to a birthday party at 6 p.m. on Friday night. Intentionally, we choose to think that it's nice of them to think of us, but I have a commitment to stay at home that night. And you don't have to offer any explanation to that commitment. After you choose to focus on that thought, the feeling that might generate would be of satisfaction that you have kept your promise with your family and you're not overbooking yourself. The action that feeling might lead to would be of politely declining the invitation, and at the same time, the inaction that would result would be you not going to the party. The result is that you spend meaningful time with the family. That is much more satisfying than the result of you resenting going to the party and having missed time with your family. This is an example of an intentional model with the same circumstance. Now, you guys, it is very important that you notice that switching of a thought of I couldn't go to their last party so I must attend this one to the thought of nice of them to think of us but I can't accept this invite since I have another commitment. Both of these thoughts require for you to be aware of your thoughts which is the very basic thing that you need to do to be able to accomplish this. The unintentional model thought which is since I couldn't go to their last party I should say yes to this invite comes from the lower brain. It's a scarcity mindset. It comes from fear of exclusion from the social circle. It comes from a place of anxiety. Lower brain has our best interest in mind when it comes to life-saving processes. But unfortunately, an invitation to a party is not a life-saving process. The intentional model thought of, nice of them to think of us, but I have another commitment to stay at home and spend time with the family, asks you to face your fear of exclusion. But this thought comes from abundance, knowing your priorities, planning ahead, 
which is all the prefrontal cortex or the higher brain thought. This is a very simple but very effective example to just kind of delineate the thoughts that the lower brain offers us versus the higher brain. At this point, the last thing I want you to do is to judge yourself if you do have lower brain thoughts because that is completely natural and human. The primitive brain offers a function. It offered an important function. And it still does in some circumstances, but, but unfortunately, in this day and age, the primitive brain is on overdrive and we don't actually need it. Now, let's say that you're in a situation where you've decided you want to open your own business. You are also a parent, you're also working to pay the bills, and you also have parents that are dependent on you, and you're also very firmly attached to your spiritual and religious beliefs, and you fulfill all your religious obligations. And you volunteer because, you know, that's what everyone does. You want to travel more, you want to pick up a hobby, you want to spend time with your family and also have leisure time for yourself. You're also getting an education to keep your skills sharp. You also want to work out to keep your body in shape. You want to make time for your friends and also be there for them. And you want all of these things all of the time. Sounds like a bunch of common goals that everyone has, doesn't it? And you justify all of these goals because you're an ambitious go-getter person. Or since you know so many other people that have accomplished this, as you've seen on Facebook, then it can't be that hard, right? Except when you sit down to actually do all of these things, everything's a jumbled mess. You can't get anything done effectively, which leads to feelings of anxiety. You're worrying about working out when you're praying. You're worrying about not having prayed enough when you're hanging out with your friends. You're worried about the paper that's due tomorrow when you're at your friend's party because you didn't have time to do it earlier since you had so many other family obligations. And on and on and on it goes. You're always chasing the life you want to live and it seems to be running ahead of you. Nothing ever gets done, which leads to a perpetual cycle of anxiety and, and feeling of incompetence. Here at the Islamic Life Coach School, I will teach you to take life by its horns and make time your slave rather than your master. And all it takes is a little thought work. Recognize where your thoughts are originating from, lower or higher brain, and pick the ones that serve you. And magically, you will have all the time that you ever needed. It will require a few steps, so we'll start with the first exercise of the Islamic Life Coach School. I want you to write down at least 25 of your goals. They can be more than 25, but not less than 25. Sit down and really think about all these goals and write them down. You can take as much time as you need, but no less than 10 minutes. Because if you have a tendency of getting up and moving around and doing other things, chances are that you're not giving your higher brain enough time to think about all of your goals. So at least 25 goals for at least 10 minutes, write them down. You can write more goals and take more time, but not less than that. The first thing I notice people do at this point is they say I'm confused. Confusion is the most common feeling that life coaches come across. If that is you, then ask yourself, what would a person write down as their goals if they were not confused? And I'm telling you, your goals will come to you. If you're feeling resistance in writing down any major goals, that's because your lower brain is offering you resistance. Since the lower brain wants to stay with the familiar and stay stagnant because its job is to provide safety and comfort, utilize your higher brain, your planning brain, to write these goals down. The next step in the exercise is to pick at least three of these goals and prioritize them from one to three, one being the highest priority. Now, the prerequisite to this exercise is that you have to know what you want. I mean, really, 
You can only accomplish goals that you want, not what your parents want, not what your friends are doing. It has to be only your goal. So again, you have to know your wants. This is so extremely important, you guys, because if you pursue a goal for the wrong reasons, you'll fail miserably. Then your lower brain will offer you a thought loop that, see, I told you, you shouldn't have started pursuing this goal, you were never going to accomplish it. Do not set yourself up for a failure. Recognize what goals are yours and why they're important to you. Out of those 25 goals, pick the three goals and prioritize them one through three. Now let me give you an example. Let's say you want to bench press 200 pounds because your best friend does so. Um, 200 pounds, is that even a challenging weight to press? I don't even know. I think it depends on your weight and level of your training. Okay, so let's make up a number. Let's say you want to bench press 300 pounds. That I'm picking that because it just sounds ridiculously high to me. I don't know if it's a real weight that people actually bench press. But let's say your friend presses 300 pounds regularly and you want to do it as well. Make sure, make absolutely sure that this goal aligns with your values. And for this, you have to have a certain level of self-awareness and self-love. And I will talk about both of these concepts in detail later. Now, why is it important that you pursue a goal based on your values? Because the feeling behind these actions are the fuel that drive the action forward. If the feeling is incompetence and you're trying to catch up with your friend, then that is coming from a lower brain thought and it is a scarcity mindset. But if the feeling that's driving your action is of excitement and of contentment because this is a goal that you've always wanted to accomplish, then this is coming from an abundance mindset, which is a higher brain thought. Now notice I didn't say you can't take inspiration from your friend. What I did say is the reason behind your actions have to come from abundance and higher brain thoughts. You cannot achieve someone else's goals, you can only achieve yours. Maybe your friend is doing it because they want to compete in a challenge. That might not be the same goal as yours, and you will set yourself up to fail. Now also notice how bench pressing 300 pounds sounds like a noble goal. But if it's coming from a lower brain thought, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Now going back to our exercise of this podcast. Once you've decided on the three goals, you have to start working on scheduling them in a calendar. Let's say, for example, your three top goals are working out, spending time with your family, and meal prep. And all of these goals are, of course, going to be different for all of you. You have to schedule them in in a calendar. Now, people always ask me, what's the best calendar to use? And the best calendar to use is the one you have. It can be a digital calendar, it can be a paper calendar, it could be an expensive calendar, it could be a cheap calendar. Anything that's frequently and readily available to you and you're likely to follow. You're going to take a weekly time and schedule these goals in. You're going to either allow a half hour for workout three times a week or you're going to allow for an hour every day depending on what you think you can keep up with. You're also going to schedule family time. You're going to schedule meal prep since these are your top three goals. Now, once these items are in the calendar, they are written in stone. You're not going to change them, especially not when it's absolutely time to do them. 
let's say time comes Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. You had scheduled in a workout and you're feeling lazy and you don't want to get out of bed and you just don't want to follow through. Recognize that it is a lower brain thought. Your higher brain, your planning brain, told you that you ought to be working out at this time, which is why it's in your calendar. Your lower brain will offer you every excuse on the planet. At this time, if you do give in to your lower brain thought and you don't get out of bed and you don't get to go to workout, I want you to make it a conscious thought. I don't want you to think that, oh, it somehow happened that I didn't get out of bed. You can absolutely make a conscious choice of staying in bed and not working out. I just want you to give yourself the freedom of knowing that you've chosen a lower brain thought versus a higher brain thought. And if you do that, don't judge yourself. We're humans. It happens. But what I will ask you is, once it is in a calendar, you do not deviate. You do what is in the calendar at all costs. Now, please don't take my words too rigidly. If, God forbid, there is a life-threatening emergency, you're not going to be going to work out. And I'm not including any of those circumstances. But we've already established that most of the day we're not dealing with life-threatening emergencies. Unless you're a trauma surgeon. But even then, you have a scheduled time for that. When you're at work and you're actually dealing with that. So for the rest of us, that are living an average life. If it is in the calendar, it gets done. Your lower brain offers you a lot of excuses at the last minute. You recognize that they are lower brain thoughts. You thank them for their service and you move on with your plan. You do not judge yourself for having those thoughts. I actually stand there quite amused when the lower brain offers me all sorts of elaborate plans. And I literally stand there as a bystander, observing, and just marveling that the function lower brain has played. The reason it's important that you don't dismiss lower brain thought is because the minute you start to dismiss thoughts and feelings, they start to overcome. Recognizing them and making space for them is actually the way to control them. Again, the worst thing you can do is to judge yourself for having lower brain or negative thoughts. Because not only... Have you not followed through with your commitment? If you're judging yourself, you've created the feeling of guilt on top of the feeling of confusion and failure. So now you have two different models going on. So just please take my word. Make space for all of your thoughts and feelings. Especially your lower brain thoughts, no matter how much you're attempting to resist. This bench pressing example was just one of the many life's goals that you might be pursuing. And this type of thought switch can be applied to any goal. You thank your lower brain and you move on. I always like to thank my lower brain for all the thoughts it has offered when I'm trying to achieve a goal. Not only do I thank it, I'm amused by it. I stand there in pure fascination and really lean into those negative lower brain thoughts. I tell the lower brain, thank you very much, but I'll stick to my plans because the plans come from the prefrontal cortex. Free your mind of the clutter and the chatter and the constant tug of war between the lower and higher brain. Stop being the bystander in this chatter and pick a thought and stick with it. 
Again, the biggest point I want you to take home from this is that you can choose a lower brain thought. You can choose to stay home and not go grocery shopping because it's too cold outside or not make a business call because it's uncomfortable. But recognize that that's what you're doing. It's okay to let your lower brain win sometimes. If you make a conscious choice, you've won half the battle. Plus, most importantly, if you do make that choice, don't judge yourself. Making space for lower brain thoughts without judgment is the best way to tame them. Alright guys, I think that's enough teachings for one podcast. I will leave you with these thoughts and I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the ability to recognize our thoughts and pick the ones that serve us. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us with noble goals. In the next few upcoming podcasts, we'll be talking about self-love, awareness, time management, and further down the road, impossible goals. Stay tuned. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah I will see you there.